Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of Tech Niche Tips. I am your host, Joseph M. Smith. And like always, I have another special one for you. Now, this is special because it's somebody that I know personally. We went through this course careers journey together, and she is legendary for starting course careers and literally less than a week or probably a week's time. She not only landed a job, but she landed a job with a really, really good company. I won't say their names, but you could go to LinkedIn and figure that out. Uh, but this is going to be a special one. I know you're going to enjoy it. I have none other to the stage, Ren. Ren, it's a pleasure to have you with us here on another edition of Techniques Tips. How are you? I am awesome, Joseph. Thank you for having me on your show, man. Thank you. This is awesome. The privilege is all mine. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Well, I'm going to get to it because I think a lot of people know how we flow. We go and start from the boots and go all the way to the brain. So with that being said, we're going to start from the very beginning because that's a very good place to start. Ren, tell us about your upbringing and a little bit about your background. Yeah. So um, upbringing, I come from a two-parent household. Uh, my dad passed away when I was 11 years old. So it was just me, my mom, and my two older siblings. Uh, my mom is an educator. My dad was in uh, insurance. And yeah, like nothing, you know, nothing super crazy or anything like that. Um, I was born in uh, New Patterson, New Jersey. Uh, and then I was raised in North Carolina. So yeah, pretty much like an only child because my siblings are significantly older than me. And uh, yeah, like that's that's just a little bit about me. Well, that, that, that's that's great. I'm so glad that we we talked about it. But here's the thing I always like to say to people, especially when I hear them say something like what you just said, my condolences still, mm, thank right? You. Thank you. I think yeah. that hmm, it cannot be said. I remember I had a situation when my aunt passed away and she was a person like my family is a huge family. My mom is one of 12. And mm. so but they're all very close. Yeah. And so when she passed away, it was a weird situation where I was kind of didn't realize I was still processing things. And it happened to be probably months later when they were doing like more of a, a memorial, I would say sort of like service for her. And this was after the, this was a couple of months after the fact or so. I just, I, I uncontrollably just went to the bathroom and just started weeping. Like I didn't even, I didn't expect it to come or whatever the case may be, but oftentimes, you know, these things, they do challenge us. And so there's somebody that's listening here. We both know somebody that lost, a parent during when they were trying to transition to tech. Yeah. I know it's a somber note, but could you talk about if you could go there about your father and the impact that he had on your life? Yeah. So my dad passed away when I was 11 years old. Um, I'm 34 now, but my dad uh, was military. So, you know, it's a lot of structure, right? Very, very, very structured guy. Um, and then also my dad owned, uh, several real estate properties uh, throughout New Jersey, him and my mom. Um, but, you know, that taught me that discipline is key, right? Discipline is everything. Um, and, and if you don't have it, you know, the things that you have up here, they're not going to become a reality. It just, it doesn't work that way, right? So just simple things, you know, that I do every single day that, you know, I make my bed first thing in the morning. That's what, that is my father you know, through and through, um, you know, things like putting things back in the place that you, you got it from. That is my father, you know, um, and just 
he's a man, he was a man of his word. Um, and so, you know, that's something that he instilled in us is you be a person of your word. If you say you're going to do it, you do it like that. That's it. So, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm so thankful to have had him for 11 years of my life. And uh, he definitely instilled those those qualities within me for sure. Yeah. So, family, listen to what you just said. Disciplined and keeping your word. Right. This is amazing to think about the impact you know, our family has on us. I heard this saying one time, it says that Jesus may be in your heart, but grandpa lives in your bones, right? And so there's there's things that we don't even realize that we've been passed down, uh, whether it's genetically, hereditarily, you know, these things are passed down to us and they become a part of who we are. And, but the good thing about it is we take that all with us when we're moving forward into tech. And so one of the things I wanted to say is that both Ren and myself have been our graduates of Course Careers. And the beautiful thing about it is that Course Careers is not just one facet of tech. They actually are branching out to do other things such as IT and digital marketing. So if that's something that you're interested in, definitely click the link in the description. You will not regret it. I know it's changed my life and I can attest to probably what my conversation with Ren and I have had that it's changed her life as well. Yeah. Um, and we're going to get into your story because a lot of people don't know the full gamut of it. Some people do. A lot of people in our sphere of influence, but those that might be watching for the first time may not know. But let's talk about it a little bit because you mentioned you mentioned New Jersey where I'm living right now. You grew hey. up in New Jersey. Is that correct? So, yeah, I was in New Jersey until I was eight or nine years old. Okay. Um, and then my mom moved us uh, to North Carolina right outside of Charlotte, a little small, uh, small town outside of Charlotte. And that's pretty much where. I was raised and then I eventually left there to live in Florida and Atlanta and DC and, and I'm getting ready to move to Richmond, uh, Virginia. All right. Let, let's talk about Charlotte. Like how was that experience moving from a city or a, a more metropolitan area such as New Jersey to a place yeah. as considered quote unquote rural or country as Charlotte yeah. or North yeah. Carolina, I should say. It was honestly, it was cool. I I went to a school that honestly wasn't, uh, it was predominantly white. Um, It was a predominantly white uh, middle and high school, uh, truthfully. And so that was, you know, a bit of an experience because when I was going to elementary school um, in New Jersey, I was surrounded by people that looked like me uh, and a lot of Hispanics. It was, it was just a minority halt you know, or hub, shall I say, at uh, the private school I went to. So, um, so yeah, to, to come to North Carolina and there weren't many people that looked like me, it was like, okay, this is different. Um, you know, at least the area that I lived in, shall I say. Um, but, you know, high school, middle school was actually kind of tough. Um, I was actually overweight. Um, I ate lunch in the uh, bathroom stall. Like people can't mm. believe when I say that to this day, but it is the truth. Mm. Um, so, and it's, it's weird because I, I had friends, like I had like, you know, one or two friends, um, but I was a loner. Um, and that's, you know, why I'm an introvert kind of, you know, to this day, but, you know, I had good friends that, that were there by my side. Um, but yeah, I was pretty much a loner all throughout middle school and in high school. Mm. I, let's, I'm, gonna, I'm like to peel back the onion on that because a lot yeah. of people may be feeling the same way. They may be feeling extra, like I'm just an introvert or whatever the case may be. I consider myself more of an omnivore. I could, I could function in mm. either capacity. I, yeah. I do tend to lean towards the introverted part of myself, believe it or not, because I started living 
on my own at a young age. And that's a different question. That's a diff- that's a different story that I'm probably <laughs> going to add on to this later on. But let's talk about that. So you had said you had tough moments in middle school and in high school. Mm-hmm. Is can you kind of talk a little bit more about that? Like what what challenges did you face at that time of your life? Yeah. So uh, when I was in New Jersey, I had a bully uh, in New Jersey at the school that I went to elementary school. Mm-hmm. I went to um, as well as the elementary school I went to when I moved to North Carolina. Uh, then I had a bully in middle school um, and then I had a bully in high school. Fortunately, in high school, my bully ended up moving away, I think maybe in sophomore year. Um, so she was no longer in, you know, present in the school, but I, you know, just because of all of the, the trauma and all of the things that I had gone through, I just completely shut down, you know? So I was, I just kind of stayed like, I'm just going to stay over here and I'm just going to mind my business. I don't want to ruffle any feathers or step on any toes. And, you know, because of that, you know, full transparency, it actually kind of made a people pleaser out of me because I didn't want, because of all of that, you know, it's like, well, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to do anything. So I'm just going to, Hey, yeah, if you want to, you know, and then you're just pleasing everybody. So, Mm, you know, that was, uh, you know, a really tough time for me, um, you know, just to go through, especially there was a, uh, there was a cart um, that I would, especially being, I went to a redneck school, high school Mm. specifically. Um, Very, very country, very country, very redneck. So a lot of times I would grab uh, a banana nut muffin from this, uh, this cart that sold those muffins outside of the cafeteria. And then I would take it into the bathroom stall and I would eat it in, in the bathroom stall until the bell rang for my mm. next class. So I did that pretty much all, all throughout high school, you know, just wow. to stay out of the way. Um, being a, you know, a, a young black kid, a young black female, you know, just in that space. Uh, yeah, I, I, I figured it was best for me to stay out the way. Wow. And I think a lot of times, especially adults, don't realize the trauma that happens to a child at that age when things like that happen. Because I remember being in middle school myself, and I think it was the eighth grade. And every every, all before that, I was always in diverse settings. Possibly a couple years before that, it was less diverse because I happened to get a scholarship to a private school for a couple of years. But in that eighth grade, I kind of went more to uh, a, a, a pretty decent school, but yet it was it was more of it was in more of an urban setting at that particular time, and which is not, not, it was nothing new to me. But for whatever reason, I got I got my bully there, <laughs> and so yeah. it mm-hmm. was that experience that kind of uh, this jovial kid that was fun and loving and hang out with everybody became quieter, you know, mm-hmm. in that year. Yeah. Um, I yeah. was. And I'm, I was definitely overweight at that time too. So that yeah. did not help as well. And okay. so it, it was just kind of like, it's amazing when you, when you, when you think back to your story and you realize as an adult that there may be some things. That actually don't. Yeah. Yeah. The things that I would, I would probably say is a challenge. It's definitely a challenge. I agree. You think about, yeah, yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And that, you know, I think, you know, just being, uh, being overweight as well at that yeah. time, you know, um, and just, you know, ha- having that, 
not a lot of self-worth or self-esteem. Um, so therefore, you know, not only was I trying to close myself off from everyone else because of the circumstances, but I was closing myself off because of what I felt about mm. myself, yeah. you know, with, within. So, um, you know, and, and I think we have to realize those things, if you don't check them, if you don't seek help for them, they don't go away just because you become an adult. You know, they, mm. they don't go away just because, oh, I'm, you know, I'm 21 now, I'm 25 now. They go away or they start to, you know, kind of heal themselves as you do the work. Mm. Um, and so, you know, yeah. I remember when I lost all of my weight, I was still thinking as the overweight me. And it's like, you have to become a completely different person. It's not just in losing your weight, but it's also the, the mentality that you carry now. So, yes. yeah, it was just a, a really good learning curve for me to go through. And that actually is a great segue to what I was going to ask you next. In regards to kind of finding that confidence and finding yourself, mm. did, it, did that lead you to music or was music always a part of your life even before the bullying yeah. took place? Music's been a part of my life since the very beginning. Uh, both of my parents were ministers in the church. Um, and so it was very imperative for my siblings and I to either sing or play an instrument. Um, and so my sister is a singer. My brother plays the drums. I sing and I play the drums. So, um, you know, it was just like I'm, I'm the best of, of both of them. Uh, they, they are the best. So, yeah, I, you know, music runs deep um within especially my mom's side of the family and my dad's side of the family too super talented um but i started taking music seriously around like i don't know 18 or 19 uh wrote my first song at 13 um and then started actually getting out here to like make connections in the music industry around like 18 19 years old and then that's kind of when it you know i just i just went for it and i took it took it from there Oh wow! So now you're you you left where you were in North Carolina, you moved to where did you move to? Yeah. So uh, during college, um, I went to Florida, left left there, um, came back to North Carolina, and then I moved to uh, Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta! So yeah, yeah. you went to hot Atlanta to get I to was get in hot Atlanta in the music <laughs> industry. So so tell me yeah. a little bit about that. Uh like like so so how cuz that's not an easy thing. I mean, yeah. I just spoke to uh Tamara, you know, and and if you want to check out that interview, interview definitely check that out. She's she's a mm -hmm. musician, but to support the musician's journey, you have to take odd jobs. You have to do odd things just to kind of survive. Yeah. Can you talk <laughs> about that cuz a lot of people don't know the struggle of a musician. Ooh. Uh <laughs> oh man. So if I'm being honest, so I've always had this mindset. I, you know, kids don't listen to this. Um, but I remember when I was in school, I used to be like, I'm, I'm going to be a famous artist. I don't need to algebra. I don't need to do any of this. You know, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a famous musician. And, you know, that actually ended up leading me on a path of not finding a real job. <laughs> so all the jobs that I would take, uh, would just be, you know, like a dog walker, you know, or just kind of doing something, you know, like, oh, okay, like I'll work at a, I don't want to make this not a real job because it is, um, but like a hotel, you know, working at a hotel, I didn't want to go in a corporate that, I guess, let me say that I didn't want to go in a corporate because I felt like if I went into corporate, it's kind of like, 
I don't know, my time's going to be taken away from what I need to be doing. And I'm not going to have as flexible of a schedule. I don't know. Um, and then I'm, I'm very free spirited, you know? So it's like, I like, I do this thing where I like to move every two years. I like to stay in a place and then I like to move somewhere else. And so, um, so yeah, I just like to be able to just kind of be free. Um, but the struggle was real. <laughs> the struggle was real. When, when you decide and choose to kind of live that life, you have to embrace yourself for what comes with that, which means, you know, being maybe being a broke waitress or being a broke, you know, I, I don't know, you know. Um, and so, but it was, it was, uh, it was not something that I wanted to continue doing, but I knew like, I didn't finish college, you know, I'm like, okay, what, what am I going to do? I know I'm meant for more. I know what I'm supposed to do. Uh, because at that time, all the jobs that I was doing weren't enough for me to cover my bills and to fund my music career. So I'm like, okay, something's got to give. And I've got older siblings who are just like, Hey, what are you doing with your life? You know? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> your guess is as good as mine. So, uh, so yeah, you know, it was just one of those things where I was like, all right, I guess I've got to figure something out now. Uh, which was last year. Um, I say all of them means a whole lot more in between that. But uh, yeah, and last year I kind of decided to stop doing like Uber and DoorDash and dog walking and, you know, and kind of get a real job. And, uh, you know, I landed a job in tech. <laughs> Here we are. So, yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's good. I, I'm laughing because, you know, it's so true. Like one of the things that I actually went to school an undergraduate undergraduate degree in sacred music and my mm. whole mindset was i'm going to get a job with the church you know got the wife and didn't one and a half kids whatever the yeah. statistic is right yeah, um yeah. and and live <laughs> live in the area have a you know a white picket fence and call it a day i mean i wanted a simple life to be honest with you and yeah. and it kind of happened that it kind of didn't so a part of me realized, though, that I had other dreams and aspirations, such as songwriting and things of that nature. And I needed to get some other form of income to support that because you got to pay people, producers and all these different things right, yes. to get that done. Yeah. And so sure. that kind of led me to tech. But you, I think, have a slightly different position on that because you actually had some quote unquote success in the industry as well. Yeah. Um, can you talk about the highs and the lows in the music industry? And the reason why I'm doing this, just so you know, audience as well. I know that there are some musicians out there that are lo looking at this and saying, hey, you know, you got to stay true to the craft, starving artists. That's who I'm going to be. But <laughs> and I want to talk to somebody that actually has had some success. And could you kind of peel back the onion a little bit and talk about the highs and the lows in the music industry before we move on? Yeah. So the highs, I mean, gosh, you know, my team, uh, shout out to V Script, uh, you know, Chris Brown and her and Summer Walker and all of these amazing artists. And, you know, I've worked with like uh, Raheem Devine, uh, Eric Bellinger, you know, so I've definitely been able to, uh, my team and I, we've been able to find ourselves in these amazing positions. Uh, but we were all just kind of like, okay, we've all got this amazing talent. And the truth is songwriters really don't get their due um, as we should. Um, especially financially. Uh, so, you know, it's like, yeah, okay, you've, you've written for so-and-so or you've been in the studio with so-and-so, uh, you've made great connections, 
but you've, you've still got to pay your bills, you know? Um, and so that's what it was. And my best friend, Rob is also my manager, my music manager, um, and my business partner. And so we were having a conversation, I think about a little over a year ago, um, probably like end of 2021. Um, and we were just like, we're doing this wrong. Like he works in insurance. So he had like a real job, you know? Um, and I was a dog walker, but we both felt like we were doing this wrong because within our circle, within our songwriting team, everyone had such an amazing talent, but nobody had the money. Mm. Um, and so it's like, you know, if, if you're thinking about promotion and music videos and, you know, getting your wardrobe together, uh, you know, paying for songs to be copyrighted, and, you know, all of that costs money. You know, yep. and so it's like, OK, well, if I'm getting paid X amount of dollars and my rent is this much and my light bill is this much, I, you know, what more do I have to invest in this, which is what I want to do every single day? Um, so it was we were starting to get frustrated because it's like, OK, I'm sitting on all of these songs that we know want to push. But in order to push it, it's it's going to cost us some money. And then. You know, I'm looking at ways that I can cut, you know, what, what do I need to cut out, you know, in order to be able to afford this. And the reality is there was nothing that I could really cut out. Maybe, I mean, sure, eating out, uh, you know, but there, there was really nothing major uh, for me to cut out. Like I didn't have any, you know, any credit card debt, you know, I didn't have any of that. Um, and my, my rent wasn't astronomical, but I was still struggling. Uh, to fund the dream. So, you know, at, at some point it was like the light bulb went off, like, okay, it's, it's no longer, it's not the nineties, right. Where you could be discovered in a gas station, right. You've, you've got all Speak of these. Yeah. You know, you could be discovered mm. in a gas station or, you know, at, at your cousin's house, or you could get your demo to P Diddy or something like that. You know, now, because there, so many things are accessible, um, TikTok and Instagram and all of these different platforms um, that are great for making it, you know, kind of easy, if you will, for you to be seen. Um, but you still, you've got to put money into the visual, into, you know, the editing or, you know, studio time. So, um, so yeah, that was, that was what it was for me. Uh, you know, I was like, okay. God, I'm doing this wrong, and I need for you to give me some answers. Mm. 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 And yeah. you know what's so funny? A lot of people are thinking the same thing right now. They're like, man, I just, I ju I just feel like I'm doing something wrong. I felt yeah. that way. I'm like, man, we have five kids. You know, yeah. my wife is making a good amount of money. I'm making okay money, right? Um, but we, 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 something is not right. I mean, I, I have this dream and this vision for music, and I want to do that, but something is not right. Something needs to be. Something needs to change. Yeah. And I would encourage you, listener, if you're listening to this, to to consider possibly that change could be a career in tech. And so, if it's tech sales, which is what we both do as yep. SDRs and BDRs digital marketing there's there's so many people that can use digital marketing for their businesses as well as it um and let me go back to digital marketing because if you think about it if you go through this course for course careers you might be able to start your own digital marketing agency like that is profound where you basically could have multiple clients you could build mm. them however you want to build them and you could basically help them market their product and services 
to the masses. So don't delay. I'm sincere when I say this. You want to get involved with course careers and maybe you might finish it as fast as I did. Or maybe you might finish it as fast as Ren did, <laughs> but you want to definitely <laughs> get into it. And with that being said, Ren, let's talk about how you finished course careers. We know, uh, and just for those that don't know, we're from the Anthony Harbin. Sorry, Anthony Harbin. That's two people put into Sorry, one. Cyrus. Anthony O'Neill <laughs> and Cyrus Harbin Tree. Uh, yeah. That's how we yeah. got into course careers. And and I want to talk about how the fact that you got into course careers in like, what, six days you landed a job. Can you talk yeah. about how you did that? Because that's going to be golden nuggets for people. That they could probably emulate. It's not. I know it's not one size fits all, but let's let's talk for about sure. it. Yeah. So what what it was for me, I started course careers on like a Monday or Tuesday. Um, I started applying for jobs by like that Friday or Saturday. Got a call back on that Tuesday for an interview, and the following Tuesday I got the job. So all in all, it took me two weeks. But really, from actually. Um, starting to apply. Yeah, you're right. It, it did take me about like seven days, eight days, something like that. Um, so yeah, it was it, it hunger. It was hunger. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was hunger. It was like, okay, you know, I had just uh, I, I had an apartment uh, downtown Atlanta. Um, and it was getting to a point where I was like, okay, I'm overwhelmed with my bills. Um, the, the money that was coming in wasn't matching the money that was going out. So ended up moving in with my brother in Atlanta. My year lease ended up ending. Uh, moved in with my brother, was still walking dogs, and left my brother's house, said, you know what? I'm going to come to my mom's house, kind of figure out what the heck I'm going to do next. Uh, and that was last August. Um, and October, I started Course Careers. And... I move out into my new place in Richmond, Virginia uh, in less than three weeks or no, I'm sorry, three and a half weeks. Um, so, you know, it honestly, the number one thing that I can say, I think every single day, what would my life be like if I didn't take that chance? Because that's the thing people have to understand. Like this life is about chances. You know, when I, when I hear people say, Oh, I I don't know about you know spending the four hundred and fifty because you would get it would be four fifty with with the code, you know I don't know about spending that you you spend that eating out you know truth truth be told you spend that eating out or buying you know things that Amazon delivers to your front door every day you know and so this is more of a, an investment. You know, mm -hmm. how, where are you going to, are you going to purchase something from Amazon and get a return on investment? You know, unless you're doing like some Amazon FBA, you know, type stuff. But I'm talking about just the typical person that's buying stuff. You know, are you going to go to a restaurant and get a return on your investment, your, your investment to the company after your meal? You're not, mm -hmm. you know, once you eat that, like that, that's it. Like you, you've spent that 15, $20. I encourage people to enroll in course careers. I started, I understand, and I always give this disclaimer, I understand that my journey just kind of happened. And I honestly mm. truly believe that that's what God wanted um, because I've always known that I was supposed to be a speaker. I've always known that I was supposed to have a podcast and all of this stuff that's now in the works because the platform has been building. But, you know, it only came 
because I was obedient and I mm. took a chance on myself. And you have to ask yourself, when was, I don't care what you believe in, when was the last time you took a chance, right? You know, and that's what I did. I decided to take a chance. And, you know, me deciding to start applying for jobs just a few days in, heck yeah, that was a risky move. That was super risky, you know, but at the same time, I think it's paying off pretty well. So, <laughs> so we're good. Oh, we're good. oh yeah. We, we yeah. talked before. It's, it, it's paying off very well. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. quite. It, oh man. And so if you're listening to this, be encouraged. Like, like sometimes you have to take that leap of quote unquote faith and see things come that you yeah. may not have seen before. And yeah, it's going to take some time to adjust, but what hasn't? We didn't come exactly. out of our parents, uh, our mother knowing how to walk and talk. <laughs> we exactly. had to scroll. Exactly. We had to learn, we had to bump around a little bit. We got to like, go, 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 like my toddler <laughs> is doing right now. And eventually we we're able to do those things. And so what Ren is saying is true. Be encouraged to know that she did not say that she had a background, you know, doing software engineering. She did not say that she had a background with this, this and that. She did not say that, you know, she had to have an uncle that owned a tech company and said, OK, come on, work with me. She basically said from where she was at, she had a hunger and that hunger commanded her. It prompted her. It, it propelled her to where she is right now. And that's 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 mm. I got to go back, though, Ren, because people are saying, OK, what did you say to the recruiter? How did you how did you how did you do, you do this? And I, and I think I want to say the word from our conversations was you were able you were you're basically you're authentic and you yeah. gave a story. Yes. After story that resonated with the person you were interviewing with. But would you agree with that or would it be more than, than that? The, would you say? That's exactly what it was. Um, as a matter of fact, the, the current jobs, more specifically speaking to the job that I have, um, that was the number one thing that they threw out there. They were like, you know, I absolutely love how you tell a story. So, you mm. know, when you go into an interview, we I think we we tend to be the kind of people that are like, um, oh, gosh, I hope I get this job, right? Instead of going into it, looking to have a conversation, instead of going into it saying, hey, I hope this job is, I hope this job is a good fit for me, right? Um, because a lot of times we're hoping to be, we hope they choose us. Um, and so, you know, that's kind of like one of the things that they said that they loved is that I was open to having a conversation, I was open mm. to it, it, it. And because of that, it took away the anxiety of, oh, gosh, I hope they pick me. Right. Yeah. I hope they I hope I'm the one that they give a call back to. So even uh, my first call was was with the recruiter um, and she just kind of went over, you know, what I would be doing in the role, um, why she thought I might be a good, uh, a good fit. Um, and so it's like not being afraid to have a conversation. You know, I personally, I said, hey, I just took this tech sales boot camp, uh, but I, you know, I do not have any experience in tech sales. Hmm. However, I have the enthusiasm. I have the coachability. You know, I've got the, the tenacity. I've got the grit. You know, those are the kinds of things that people want to hear when you're breaking into this space. Um, because, you know what I mean? Because... Mm -hmm. Ultimately, it's tech sales. And I say this all the time. I probably have said this in every interview that I've ever done for this space. But it's like, you are in tech sales. They are going to feel like, or you're trying to enter into tech sales. 
if you cannot sell yourself, they're going to think that you cannot sell their product. Hmm. And that's what tech sales is all about. It's about selling, selling a tech product or, you know, if you're, you know, doing some kind of tech uh, healthcare, you know, it's all about selling the product. So yeah. if you're able to go in there uh, and, and sell your enthusiasm, if you're able to, you know, whether your phone uh, interview is over the phone, over a Zoom call or in person, uh, you, you've got to be able to speak with a liveliness about you um, mm. that lets them know, hey, you know, when when he or she hops on the phones, even if the person doesn't buy, you know, or doesn't want to buy, they're going to want to buy by the end of this call, you know? Mm. So yeah, just having that, that level of, you know, energy and enthusiasm and a desire to learn because you're going to learn a heck of a lot in tech sales. Well said, well said. Oh, if y'all didn't take notes any time of this conversation, I need you to pause, go back to what Ren just said, and take notes because I know there's people that are are really right now. They've gone through course careers or some other boot camp and they're trying to get a job. They're struggling. That anxiety, that frustration yeah. might be adding to the reason why you're not landing the job. Come in there, have a conversation, be transparent and sell yourself. Yes. Sell yourself in the Very best easy. possible way. Mm, yeah. That's so well said. So with that being said, I think you kind of touched on it already. Let's go to the mindset. What is the mindset that somebody needs to have to be where Ren is right now and to scale from there? Jeez. Let me tell you. Let me, first, let me say this, Joseph. Ooh. I was actually having this conversation with my mom the other night. With people, people that are coming into this space, I need for you to understand one thing. Your, your mindset is everything. Um, but I, you know, kind of like we were talking off air, we were talking about, you know, what we're doing as affiliates and all of these amazing things and not just in, uh, like my job in tech, but just in the space of tech, it's opened up so many doors for me, um, which has also brought in, you know, an income that I've never had before. However, I've had them, I've had such a scarce mentality for such mm. a long time. Mm. So please do yourselves a favor and know that you deserve to make this kind of money. You deserve to be in mm. this space. When I got my interview and the and I got the job, I think it was, I'm trying to remember, I think it was Mia uh, that said something to me. She said, Ren, I need for you to understand that this was not a fluke. Because in my mm. mind, I'm like, this was, how the heck did they hire me? <laughs> like, you know, my, all these thoughts were running through my mind. And I'm just like, I've never made this kind of money before. You know, what if, what if they let me go? And I had been living in such a scarcity, scarce mindset, scarcity for such a long time. So when you come into this space, the number one thing that I can say about your mindset, get better with money get better, get some things in order because the things, you know, you if you went from making crumbs, but you were still just kind of doing, you know, whatever with your money, now that God has propelled you to a completely different space, you need to be a really good steward with your money. And that is really a mental practice first. So I would highly encourage you guys, when you are coming into this space, you need to start looking at money differently. 
Um, it, it, it can't, it can no, now you're in a position where you're able to make 80, 90, hundred thousand dollars plus per year. Well, you know, I come from dog walking and customer service. I wasn't touching that at all, you know? So I had to change my mentality on money, the way that I saw money, the way that I handled money. So that's mm. the number one thing that I would say to you guys in terms of your mentality around the money. Um, because you're going to make it and you don't want to spend it and blow it. Um, mm. And then also just my mentality around this space as a black woman, um, you know, being in a space where there aren't many of us, there are a lot of us, but in, in the space that I work in, there aren't many. Um, and so, you know, I had a lot of imposter syndrome going on. Um, you know, I don't know if I'm equipped to do this job. I don't know. I mean, did they hire the right person? You know, all of those thoughts. Um, when you shift your mentality to, I deserve to be here. I'm going to work hard and I'm going to go after it. I'm going to get it. And then, you know, the, the, it's just like a big world that opens up to you because you start to realize David Goggins. I don't know if any of you guys listen to David Goggins ever. David Goggins, when he was a Navy SEAL, he often talked about going through Navy SEAL training. He felt like those guys in the beginning were better than him. The minute he started training his mind, he was like, oh, they may have went to a, a great college or had great parents, but they're not. They're not better than me. Nobody in this space is better than you. I don't care how long they've been doing it. I don't care if they have a degree. I don't care if they come from an amazing family. I don't care about none of that crap. They're not better than you. You belong in this space. And if you get that job, or when you get that job, please do yourself a favor and celebrate. And instead of looking at, oh my gosh, what did I get myself into? Say, oh my gosh, this is about to change my life. Because I promise you, if you let it, it will. It'll change your life. Change that mentality. Your life is going to, it's going to soar. I went from making joke, Joseph will tell you, I went from making $35,000 and what I'm making now, God is good. I'll just say that. <laughs> Definitely God is good. And, and, and just to kind of piggyback on that, I'm going to talk about a couple of things because she, because Ren says some things, but I'm going to fill in the blanks because somehow people don't understand. Let's yeah. talk about the imposter syndrome for a second. She got hired from not just a, like a tech startup. She got hired from a pretty established company that is known in the field. I'm not going to say the name of the company, but she got hired from a pretty established company. And the offer that she received, many people that are coming into the field are like, ooh, I want that offer. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> there's a level of like, man, how do I steward this? So there was imposter syndrome. There was being able to steward it. And then that that mindset that she talks about Devin, uh, that David Goggins has is, is this is I'm gonna one more one more yep. one more. Yep. I, a funny story I've heard of him was that you know he gets challenged by everybody anywhere. He yeah. may be walking to do a push up challenge or do a pull up yeah. challenge or do whatever, and they they decide to challenge this man, which I don't know why they would, but they do. <laughs> and he is like they're, they're going, and the person's getting tired. It's like. So, David, how much work can you do? He's like, one more than you, one more than you. <laughs> and that's the mindset he has. He's like, I am going to break limbs. And he's done this. He's literally ran with broken bones. Yeah, I don't broken know how he bones, did it. broken everything. Yeah, seriously. 
crazy mindset. His mindset is like, exactly. I'm going to just beat you. That's all I'm thinking exactly. about is beating you. And when you, exactly. when you stop, I'll stop. But if you don't stop, I'm going to keep on going. Exactly. And you have to have that mindset in tech because there's people that I've seen, I'm not going to get specific, but there's people that I've seen that have blamed um, their circumstances, have blamed even tech boot camps for not making it through um, mm, in regards yep. to what they, what they want to do. And I want to just say right now, hey, you are probably on the precipice of it. There's actually a picture of this where this guy, he's digging for for diamonds and he for stops yeah, and gets yeah, discouraged yeah. and he goes back. And literally he's, as you could see in the in the he's actual so picture, he's so close. It's yep. right there. Yep. But he turned back because he saw somebody else find a yep. little pebble, a little, little pebble of a, di- of a gem yeah. in another place. Yeah. And you are on the precipice. Don't yeah. give up. One more. One more. And yeah. and I, I, I love that, Ren. That was such a powerful uh, soliloquy. I don't know if that's the right word I'm using, but that's a, <laughs> a, a very powerful <laughs> moment there. And I'm glad yeah. that we're able to talk about it. Absolutely. Now, I want to promote my sis. She's got some things going on. And so right now I'm going to talk about it. Mental health panel. She's doing a mental health panel next week, Tuesday. Um, yes. I'm going to make sure this comes out in advance of that. So that way people can know to run to it. You want to talk about that a little quickly before we go? Yeah, for sure. So, uh, so guys, I started uh, Tech Tribe, um, and Joseph was on my first panel. Thank you so much, my friend. Um, and so, yeah, it's just a platform for people that are pivoting into tech. Um, doesn't matter if it's tech sales, whatever avenue of tech. And and if I'm if I'm being honest, I re- I really wanted to kind of cater it for anybody, but definitely minorities uh, that are breaking into this space, so they feel like they have a safe space here. Um, but all are welcome. Um, so yeah, I, I wanted, uh, tech, uh, tech tribe to just be a safe space for those breaking into tech. And the next panel that I have coming out is next Tuesday. Uh, that's February 21st, um, at 6 30 PM Eastern standard time. So I've got a panel, uh, it's, uh, five of us and we're talking about prioritizing your mental health Mm. in the tech space. Um, and just, you know, prioritizing your mental health in general, right? Um, I'm someone that has dealt, uh, struggled with anxiety and depression for many years. Uh, I have ADHD. Um, so, you know, it's a very, very important topic to me. So I've got an amazing set of panelists, uh, and we're looking Mm. forward to going live. We'll be live on LinkedIn, um, next Tuesday at 630. So, yeah, you know, if you're looking for just some kind of insight and some kind of tips and just really an all around just great conversation about how to prioritize your mental health in this space, because uh, it's a lot, you know, it's it's a lot to just kind of like wrap your mind around. And, you know, um, yeah, so we just wanted to bring forth uh, that panel to you guys. And, and I hope you all enjoy it and find some value from it. Fantastic. And I, and I think and I know they will. I know they will. <laughs> Thank you. So thank, thank you so much, Ren, for, for joining us on Tech Niche Tips. Thank you, audience, for watching. If you haven't, like, comment, and please subscribe to the channel. Your subscri- by you subscribing, it allows this channel to grow and reach a greater audience. Because trust me, if you have seen either any one of these interviews that we've had, there's been a treasure trove. There's been mm. literally bags of treasure that is to be found in these. So again, thank you so much. And like I always say, oh, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. And like I always say, until next time, I hope to see you on the other side.
Take care, family. Have a great one. So we can run.